0: How about glamorous? I like that. G, A, R, Y, uh huh. M A N N
1: N Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you were spelling until you got to
2: carry me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome back, podcast listeners, for episode number 45, our 47th recorded episode of Not To Be Technical. Yeah. It's your boy, Nof. We got Kushtar, Charles, and uh, Glamorous Gary back in the mix.
2: That's right, baby. We're, Glamorous G back in here. Say what's up to the people. It's been a while. What's going on, y'all? Glad to be back for this episode. I'm, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold. Yeah, Not COVID. Don't worry. You sound um, great. Yeah, I got Vargas, but um, <laughs> I'm back, and uh, we've got a lot to recap.
0: Oh, we sure do, baby. It's on our 45th episode here. We got a few trending tech topics, some follow-ups, some polls to bring you back up to speed on. But Knofis, I, I want to ask you how the hell you are. Do your answer better include our trip to Montreal, which I think
1: is what Gary and I really want to recap right now. Um, so yeah, I would say for the most part, I feel pretty good because of Montreal. I was. It it felt like a longer trip than I think a normal one of these just like three day weekends would be like. I think it's because we left like Thursday night. So we had like a full solid three days and like a half. So, yep, feel recharged. And I'm also excited for another trip coming up. Where are you going next? Nashville. Nice. Nashville is fun.
0: But uh, I have another trip coming up Thursday. I'm going to Cancun. I'm sure Gary's oh got God. trips coming up. Uh, but we don't really care about those trips. We only care about Montreal because we actually have a lot to recap from Montreal. Uh, I think one of the first things in Gary, I, I think you were the one that first witnessed this happening. Uh, office and I were completely clueless. So on our trip to Montreal, you know, on the flight there, we, it was us three, Gary, office, and myself. We had our friend David join us as well. And Gary, what did, what happened when we were boarding the plane? Like, what there was a, a, something that David did that he didn't tell anyone that he was going to do. Yeah,
2: basically, we were boarding. David was uh, behind me. <laughs> and, you know, I greet the flight attendant like everyone does. And yeah, then it, just start it, going it, to my real seat. Real quickly,
0: are you an asshole if you don't say hi to the flight attendants at the beginning?
2: No, I mean, not I, necessarily. I, I, feel I know like a lot you of people. Are. I don't always I, say hi. I don't hi. know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people just like get stressed by flying or they like to be in their little zone and like just listen to music and tune everything out so like i can understand have they ever said hi them. to
0: you and then you say nothing back
2: uh no i always greet them like, okay, and on good. the way out as well but um i'm just saying i i could understand because i'm i get stressed by flying as well fair, so fair I'm a enough, bit of a nervous flyer so i can understand uh, like no. if you take an edible before you get on the plane, <laughs> I understand if you don't want to talk to anybody. Oh well,
1: yeah. That, that's but, a good, that's a good example. I mean, if you, you want just to- take an edible, and don't want to talk to anyone without the plane. I'm
2: fine with that too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yes. yeah, so I was boarding the plane as normal and then, you know, I start making my way to my seat and like, I just hear behind me, like both flight attendants, there's two of them, two, two ladies. And they're like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." And I hear <laughs> our friend David giving them our seat numbers. And I'm like, what like at first when when I heard that I was like, "Wait, did did we do something are we in trouble or something like that?" But then <laughs> you I, would <laughs> you know, hearing hearing the gratitude in their voices, Edible I was like, paper. "Okay. What like what did he just say to them in like 10 seconds to make them like take down our seat numbers and and like want to apparently give us free stuff or something like that." And apparently he had brought, like, basically little movie size packs of, like, Sour Patch Kids. And I guess it was just Sour Patch Kids for the way there, right? I, I like, think there yeah, might what, have been trail mix, well. oh, yeah, trail, trail mix involved as well. mix. yeah.
0: Because, I mean, later on at the Airbnb, he had at least 60 packs of Trail Mix. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not sure what happened there.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, I, as, as I understand it, he gave them basically four packs or one each um for each flight attendant. and it, this yes right and and this was like a 9 p.m flight so it was fairly late I, I think it was like the end of the day for them it seemed like and they were like so grateful like oh it's been a long day thank you so much <laughs> it's Been a long day which like personally I, like it's very nice of of them to be so so grateful for it but like also i i feel like you can't assume that everybody necessarily likes sour patch kids like <laughs> I know that my wife doesn't really care for sour patch kids it's not it's one of those things that's not for everybody, um, but apparently they all liked it, so that was that, and basically I turned back to david and and I was like, "What was that?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, it's like a flight attendant trick like i have a <laughs> I have a friend who's a flight attendant Life hack and they say like, you God. know it's like this inside thing like if you bring them something, they'll basically give you a free drink. It's like a wink, wink." Type thing, like if you bring them a little something, even if it feels like a video game hack, like you gave
1: an NPC a gift and it rewards you later on.
0: Dude, wink, wink is right. We learned about this a little bit later on. Like you started telling us, like when you got to the seat, like David gave some candy or something like that. We're like, okay, whatever. So as everyone starts boarding the plane. I think each of the four flight attendants randomly started coming over. Are you the guys that gave us all the treats and candy? Thank you so much. So nice to us. Like the office, Gary and myself are like, we didn't do anything. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've like, never
1: felt so much love in my uh, it life. Was,
0: it was crazy. Everyone else getting ignored on the whole Air Canada flight except us. They're, they keep thanking us. So then it starts when the food and beverage cart comes around. It comes over. There's like this whole menu. You can order like you know, there's food, snacks, some hot food. and. Like she came over and she made it very clear that we could get anything we want off the menu and it would be free. So I got like this grapes, brie, cheese plate. There was like some like cookies and cream snack. The trio. And then uh, I think I got some Crown Royal whiskey provided to me. I think all the rest of the guys got whatever they wanted to, whether it was snacks or drinks. Just no cost at all. Treated like kings. Like, do you want anything more? Like, here's some masks that I think we've left on the plane. These Air Canada branded masks. Mm-hmm just giving us everything they got. But really the crescendo of this was far past the food and beverage card or or after like they served us the food and everything they come back or, and they ask us, uh, do you, do you all like cake or cheesecake? Which we very quickly told them the news that we do enjoy cheesecake. Yes. We were (laughs) were very quick to share. Uh, So they come back with what I guess was in first class, you know, very, um, like like real dining plates, you know, like the that they reserve for first, yeah, because they have like real plates and silverware up in first class. So they bring that over, and we all had slices of cheesecake. We're just living like kings on this flight. It was a great start to the trip. <laughs> and Gary, back to your point, all for some sour patch kids. I mean, it it first off, like this trick, you know,
1: from David, it worked. It a hundred percent worked to a level that I feel like it shouldn't have worked. We each got like at least like $30 worth of stuff on the, like <laughs> Maybe more. entertainment. Yeah. Probably I don't know more. what's the value
2: the cheesecake. <laughs> I just remember him turn like us turning back to him and being like, yo, what the hell? Like we, we had no idea we were going to get this much stuff. And he was like, it's never worked this well. It's always just a free drink. Like, and he's been, that was like he was apparently super by-
1: relaxed the whole time.
2: Yeah, yeah, the whole time, no, but- like,
1: we're like, what is going
0: on? He's just like, oh, yeah, another day for me. Just get it. Just you go know. with it, dude. Just oh, go The with it. most embarrassing <laughs>
1: part is when, like, the flight attendants, who are all really sweet at the end of everything, near the end of our flight, they come to us, and they're like, oh, yeah, so do any of you guys, are any of you guys a flight attendant? You guys work for Air Canada? And I just immediately lie, and I say that our friend David <laughs> is a flight attendant, <laughs> which he immediately refutes <laughs> and says, no, no, my friend's a flight attendant. And she's like, oh, what airline? And he's like, "Spirit." And then all of us were like, no.
0: Yeah, so the shouldn't have lied to put David in that position. uh, But David's answer of spirit was terrible. It was just, we should not have never said it was spirit. I think we weren't looked at the same. They regretted giving us cheesecake. They're like, maybe we could have got them one drink at that point. (laughs) (laughs) You could see the whole attitude changed. But it was an excellent way to start the trip. I think another thing I didn't realize when we got to Canada, guys, was The exchange rate of the Canadian dollar versus the U.S. dollar.
1: I know, I mean, just. I brought it up like a few times in our group chat.
0: Well, okay, Uh, let me rephrase that. I was aware that there is a difference in the exchange rate, as I've always known for my whole life but I didn't realize it was as prolific as it really was until we got to Canada. And office. Uh, yeah. It, what was the percentage of the exchange rate uh, that we learned there very quickly from Canadian like, dollars to U S dollars effectively. What is that discount that we get when we exchange? 27%. That's a lot, baby. 27%. So you really, it, it also another life hack here. And I think between Gary and office and myself, I'm not sure if David had one, but there was like, we all had credit cards or debit cards. That either excluded any international fees or conversion fees for you know currency conversion. Between the three of us, we all were, were buying things. We were taking advantage of that conversion rate, that twenty seven percent discount. But because we all had credit cards uh, between us that mm. you know didn't have any fees associated when you use it internationally, we really got to benefit with it without having any type of additional fee for each transaction. We were living large. And this was also the first introduction to an app we've talked about ages ago. I know we've mentioned it on the podcast in some episode called Splitwise. And
2: Splitwise Larry's a big
0: Splitwise guy <laughs> now. And, and let me tell you, when I first, so Splitwise, for anyone who doesn't know, it's an app where you can create a group. You can just use it with your friends ad hoc. You don't have to have a group. But you get in the app. We made a group for Montreal with the four of us. You add any transaction that happens that needs to be split between your group or party in there. And it automatically does all the math for you. You can even do different conversions of, well, you can do different currencies for each transaction, which we did for the Canadian dollar in this case. But when I first brought it up to Gary and like, I was like, oh yeah, you got to use it. David's always cool. He's like, yeah, I'll download it. No problem. Gary, very app adverse. If you tell him you need to download an app, Gary acts like you just asked him oh, to like no, not chop another off another finger. He's like, "Oh, I can't do another app." Another. I bet you app many say, apps.
2: If I may, if I may say in my defense, <laughs> you one thing I noticed when we were on this trip because I know you guys are big app downloaders, right? You're always like on the most of thing, the world. Yes, right? we use apps. On I would, I don't, I wouldn't I don't like to have a whole my bunch phone. of unnecessary apps, right? I don't like all the uh, like they I get redundant. Either. What do you have like 64
1: gigs on your phone? What but, What do you? No, I mean
2: it's not like the space is like limited necessarily, but. (laughs) All I'm saying is, you guys seem to get an inordinate amount of spam emails and calls that I don't necessarily get. So I'm just saying, I don't know if that has anything to do with you signing up and putting your information into a whole shitload of apps. But all I'm saying is, I don't get the same amount of spam that you guys do. I'll
1: say it sounds like you didn't listen to one of our more recent episodes where we discussed uh, spam calling uh, and how I pretty much pick up every single spam call, which probably leads me to getting... More spam calls. Yes,
0: yeah, so are you oh, caught really? up with the podcast? I know you haven't been here since well, episode thirty-nine, where we talked well, this about. Isn't,
2: well, this isn't just calls, though. You guys were getting like texts, and then you actually respond to the text, too. You were like fucking with the text, which yeah was interesting. Really I, myself I never respond here. to spam, so that that was that was new to me.
0: Yeah, so I think us responding to spam sometimes <laughs> does put us in a worse place. But Gary, um, you know, that's a great point you brought up. But to get back to your being app adverse and downloading apps. Um, you were very against downloading Splitwise. Why were you so pleased with it once you actually gave it a chance and downloaded it?
2: I mean, it just works as intended. It's a really good, it's a really good app. Uh, you don't need to like give them a whole bunch of information and it's just simple and it does what you need it to do. So yeah,
0: and by, the, and by the end of you the and by the end of the trip, Gary's like, "Did you guys update Splitwise yet? Splitwise." I had trouble with the
2: name. By the, I finally got the name down oh, by the end right. of it. I, 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 kept thinking it was Spendwise or Pennywise. Pennywise, um, Pennywise <laughs> <yeah>. was
0: definitely <laughs>
2: <laughs> not what you meant. <laughs> but yeah, I got it down now. Splitwise. I'm, I'm a Splitwise convert. You really are. You're a Splitwise
0: guy. And then on this trip as well, another app was forced upon Gary, which he is now a big uh, fan of. Uh, which is called Game Pigeon. <laughs> he's late to the game, but he's here, baby. He's flying with I, Game you know, Pigeon.
2: I actually had a foray into Game Pigeon <laughs> years back, and I had sort of a hiatus, but this trip awoke something in me uh, related to Game Pigeon, and I just, <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice to have, like, an ongoing, you know, match. Like, Nafis and I have had a couple of chess matches. It's and it's fun. just a nice little way to like, you send a move back and forth. You kind of stay in touch a little bit in that way. It's nice. You feel, connected. So you, nice. Yeah, you feel nice.
0: connected without the effort Having, or of trying yeah. to have a conversation or like really putting <laughs> right. words out there. Like,
2: oh, Having yeah. said that, I'm probably not going to play it until the next time I have to like go on a plane or, or like, you know, be bored for a, a few hours here. And, and, and I want it so. to be
1: noted. As soon as our plane touched back down in Fort Lauderdale, Gary had internet and was immediately shooting off all his game pigeon requests. Like he played like six, he was playing like six games concurrently and immediately was like, this is the first thing I get to do. I can't, I'm not texting my wife that I landed. I'm just going to play cup pong with like four different people. (laughs) Uh, Also to be noted, um, I didn't realize that Gary actually had flight anxiety. So before we had left, Gary's wife mentioned that, you know, we have to hold Gary's hand. And I was like, haha, yeah, sure. And I held Gary's hand on both uh, takeoff and uh, touchdown, or whatever you call it, um, the landing. Yeah, landing <laughs> both times. Yeah, I don't
2: need it as much on the landing, but I appreciated it on the takeoff.
1: Yeah, it's really nice <laughs> that you know we're able
0: to just support each other in so many different ways on the trip. I, I think we we learned that. Uh, But we did blame each other a lot on the trip as well for various things (laughs) that went wrong or were annoying. So Gary um, came up with the app concept, which we haven't implemented yet. If anyone's an app developer out there or wants to work with us on this, please reach out. The app is called BlameWise. And with BlameWise, the way that this will work, just like SplitWise, where you'll get on there, you make a group. You could do it at ad hoc, too, if you just need to attribute blame to someone but you're going to attribute blame. There could be percentages of blame based on a decision if something went right or wrong. <laughs> you can get, um, what, what do we call it, negative blame points if you do something positive.
2: Yeah, I think maybe it's it should be called blame-wise credits. So like if you do a good deed, yeah. then you've earned the right to maybe fuck offset up. Offset some you of know, your – Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, offset some misdeeds. of the blame.
0: yeah. I'm glad you've been thinking about this concept more as we flesh it out. That's good. Well, I
2: asked. I mean, we so we settled up the split wise. You know, we we gave each other the money that we needed to like make it even. And I was asking like what we what I need to do to settle up on blame wise. So I think <laughs> we're still hammering that out.
0: Yeah, we, we are still hammering it out. It's a little tough that the app doesn't exist yet. <laughs> you have yet, to be on for the next
1: <laughs> three not to be technical recordings.
0: Yeah, that's the only way to get enough credits to settle up. (laughs) Your punishment. You have to continue doing the podcast about it. (laughs) But on that note, guys, so uh, going back to kind of when we got there, the conversion rate and everything. Yeah. I feel like there were times where we were being frivolous with our money spending. But it really didn't amount to much when you had the exchange rates in there. Like I was very, yeah, like the overall when we settled up, it might have been one of the cheapest trips for the amount of time we've been there, an international trip. It really does work out well. Like I highly recommend going to Canada, especially if you're looking for something that's going
1: to be really nice and not insanely, you know, hitting your budget. And not to say that we were trying to spend money, but we were also not trying to be cheap. Like yeah. there was this time where we were like, oh, wow, the bill came back a lot. But we also knew that it was like $200, $300 less. Yeah. And, and we weren't
2: using the Metro. We were Ubering everywhere. Yeah, that's so true. Much to that's, the that's, dismay of that Gary. You rack up. Yeah. I would have <laughs> loved to take the Metro more. but We took you know, it once that, when it made sense. That was a whole other fiasco. That play-wise like got updated there. It, to, to be fair, though, a lot of the, <laughs> like when I would pull up directions on Google Maps, a, like a lot of times the Metro wouldn't even be an option, which I was surprised by. I thought the Metro was going to be really good. I had seen good things about it online and it didn't seem like there were enough stations throughout the city to make it convenient. Yeah. There really weren't that many stations.
1: Like when we were on it, there was like about four stops and, where we went to and felt like it wasn't like it was a pretty decent distance especially if we went in an uber
2: yeah we still had to walk like 10 minutes or something like that yeah Yeah, they didn't have enough
0: stops and i think also the metro didn't go in enough directions where like it really was viable throughout the whole city or like the east part of montreal or the downtown area it's like maybe it was like running under like one or two main streets and that was it So like when you look on Google Maps, it's like wow, it's actually quicker to just walk there directly, or just take an Uber. Exactly because you also have to take a bus. Like according to Google Maps, which we didn't want to do. So
2: I was down to take the bus.
1: You you were. I didn't uh, want to take the bus
0: for some. I guess the bus is apparently beneath
2: you guys, but. It would stop beneath it. us. It
0: just it didn't make sense to do it. Like it yeah. was like
1: another thing to figure it's out. station is different from a bus, you know. I don't.
0: know. I, I agree. It would have been a decent experience, Gary. Yes, it would have been an experience. <laughs> next but, time, next time, Gary. But, but I, I'd rather focus on a more interesting experience. Just as we're rounding out our our final takeaways here from Montreal, one of the things that we tried for the first time. I, I I'm speaking for us all. I'm assuming we all haven't tried this before. We first off, the food in Montreal is excellent. Really good food. There's a lot of different cultures. I mean, there's not enough time to try everything. We had way too much poutine. We tried authentic French food, which was phenomenal. But I think the the food that we tried that we liked the best it was a restaurant called Damas. It was in the west part of like the downtown um, Montreal area, and it was Syrian food. Uh, So I don't. I'm pretty sure none of us have had food from Syria before, right? Like I've never even seen a restaurant that offers it, anything like that. So the food was phenomenal. We had a chef's menu and included all types of things. Octopus, lamb, chicken, falafel, uh, excellent bread that was baked oh, there. so
1: good. But guys, you know what I'm getting back to? What did we all try, which was really something else? So it was this like milky looking drink. It's called a rock and it's in the... A-R-A-K, not, not the country. By the game. way, yes, it's easy to confuse. We did not drink uh the country. And it's in the like the size of like a shot glass, a little bit larger. Um, and it's got like a licorice-based flavor. And I think they said something along the lines of like it's you like what's in it is this alcohol that's like fifty percent. Um fifty-four percent. Oh, thank you for the correction. Um I think it was like, fifty-six, actually. I thought it was fifty-six, yeah.
0: <laughs> I said that purposely because I knew the office I was gonna say. 56.
1: So fifty-six. <laughs> Um, but it's not a lot of volume. And so one, I don't like licorice, but I, you know, I drank the first one. And then after the first one, after a little bit of time, Charlie just started mentioning he started feeling a little weird, a little loopy. Oh. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? You just had like one drink and like barely one at that. Um, and I was like, Oh, maybe we had a couple of drinks before, you know, the dinner, whatever. But then it started hitting in for me too. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but I think just off is a good word, but I almost just felt like loopy, like. Almost like it felt surreal to be in the experience. An outer body experience.
2: I had three of them and I felt great. I was loving <laughs> life. Uh, yeah, I was a yeah, yeah, rock life. guy over there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Arik, actually. Arik. Arik. I, was, I was corrected by the waiter. Oh, okay. uh, he was very chatty, by the way.
0: Oh, uh, waiter was way too chatty, but he was very nice. Except when it got to our check, he was chatting up with this uh, lady over at the other table. Definitely oh, you know, trying to make plans with her. Uh, We're trying to get out of there because we're loopy from the
1: Iraq or Eric Uh, and eating so much food. We're ready to go. This guy was talking for like 20 minutes. we were like, bro, are you kidding me? And it wasn't
0: like we just sat there patiently waiting. Uh, At this point in my life, I'm not quite of a Karen, but I also just, you know, I don't put up with things either. I'll, I'll make sure to initiate what I'm looking for. So I, I was waving. I think uh, David also was, too. I think he was sitting next to me. I can't remember who was sitting next to me. It but David. yeah, so we're, we're both getting his attention. We've certainly made eye contact a few times. He didn't care. He was getting after it, you know. But that that experience, I highly recommend Syrian food in general. That drink, if you ever get a chance to try it, it may make you a little loopy, but it's it's a good experience. I don't know if you can find it in the U.S. or South Florida specifically for us.
1: Uh, but I would do it again, for sure. I don't like licorice, but knowing that that little volume of alcohol or whatever it is like can get you feeling some type of way. It's a move. And in terms of just, you know, very
0: quickly, just some things that we touched on in Montreal that we liked. So we, we, we went to a lot of different things. We went to the old port city there. We tried a lot of restaurants. We went to a burlesque show. We went to Circus Soleil. Uh, we walked around all the different parts of the city uh, you could always find on every corner, guys, a
2: Tard. I love koustard. Tard was a lifesaver.
0: Yeah, Tard was there for us at all moments of the night, day, morning, whatever you needed. There's a Tard. If you're wondering what a
1: Tard is, what would you equate it to in the U.S.? What, what's a couche-tard? Uh At least the one that was near us, I call it like a rundown Seven Eleven.
0: Yeah, it was a exactly. It was a Seven Eleven that hasn't seen love in a lot of years. Even the Tim Hortons attached to the one near us was there is nothing good going on there but yeah <laughs> yeah if you looked at our credit statement there's a lot of kushtar uh cre- i guess uh payments going on there so it's a weird name they have like this weird winking owl logo uh we're probably not saying it right gary i think you know how to say it the best of us you you almost got it it's kush-tar. ah. Just drop the d at the uh, end so
1: drop <laughs> so not tard just tar even though yeah, there's kush-tar. a you guys not, kept calling it coochie tart and it was getting me real upset for no reason during the trip. Yeah, I would think you would like it being called coochie. Talk. I was like, I don't know why. I was like, call it
0: by its real name. A real recommendation of something to check out. All the guys were not feeling this except me. I was like, you know what? We're here. Let's go. Is the Notre Dame Cathedral of Montreal? It is a big cathedral. Uh, obviously, similar, I guess, to the the real Notre Dame, but um. We were outside of a beautiful building. Everyone's like, all right, we're ready to go. I'm like, guys, we didn't get to go inside yet. Let's go inside. And, you know, after a a lot of convincing, we all go inside, which I think we're all pleased we went inside. It's first off inside. It's beautiful architecture, wonderful building. But really, I think why we were all pleased we went inside was a specific interaction that we had. Oh, yes. uh, Can can you explain uh, what happened when, uh, when we were trying to get up to the front to take a picture of the four of us?
1: So there's a a good there's a good bit of traffic inside the cathedral. Um, You know, more than I expected, there's people who are enjoying the scene, taking photos. Gary's learning how to do a panoramic shot, uh, going vertical with his phone, having a ball of a time, trying to get all the, (laughs) the beauty and mystique of the cathedral. And we're getting up to the front. We want to take a group picture. And so there's a little bit of a line. So one group is doing their thing. And then there's a couple beside us that I noticed, you know, and they look to be kind of discussing something. Like, I I didn't really try to like listen in too much, but it looked like they were discussing what they were going to do in their photo or whatever. And we're like, okay, great. So they're up next. And we're thinking, okay, maybe we should just be like, hey, we can take your photo for you uh, and you can take ours. Um, And mind you, Charlie initiated this whole interaction and the young lady is. Immediately sort of almost annoyed by Charlie saying, hey, we can take your photo for you. She then waves very quickly that she's got one of these remote things that can take the photos for her. And she's like, don't worry, I got this. Which her phone, you can see, is literally, it's rested on her backpack at a terrible angle. This is not a good photo, I'm sure. (laughs)
0: It it was not a good photo. And the way she waved, like all she had was like one of those Bluetooth connected things. And, like, it like, you know, it's like a little cylinder that like takes the photo for you. So you're away from the she shows it to me like she showed me some piece of like sophisticated foreign technology. Like I've never heard of it. And what really annoyed me about this is yeah, office. You, you absolutely recap that well, but her voice when she said, don't worry, I got this like this uh. is like I can do it. Like, it was, like, just the most, like, obnoxious way she said it. I love how this is a highlight from the trip. uh, It really was a highlight. (laughs) We didn't even
1: get to the best part yet.
0: So I said it to her, and I said said back to her, I said, uh, okay, understood, you know, but I was really more asking because it would be great if you could also take a photo for us. Like, if there's anything we can help with you first, we'd love to, but otherwise. Very normal request, by the way. Yeah, very normal. Like, this is what happens anywhere at a photo op. And she just completely disregards me. And then, Naf, is that you might like to explain this next part. Um, She go ahead. She goes ahead and proceeds with what I assume is the the marquee photo she was looking for with her lover. And
1: I think this took us all by surprise. I, I think everyone in the whole cathedral turned around and yeah. was like, what just happened? Time stopped. Time stopped in this moment. And she was like, one, two, three. And then both her and her man lifted their foot up, kind of like, I don't know, like a sorority photo pose. And like we're holding hands <laughs> and then they kiss crazy. or something yeah, and
0: crossed grinding. fingers, like face to face. They're looking to the side and they each have like their right leg, their left leg or whatever it would be like uh, aligned with one another. Completely not like up and then the other foot down. It was, I think, probably one of the worst photos I've ever it's seen. the most cringiest
1: thing I've ever seen yes. happen. And I think we all just collectively in the whole cathedral felt bad for that guy. Oh, what? the guy. Yeah. He, first off, he said nothing during the whole interaction prior to this.
0: He he just was kind of looking around or whatever. Like, I, I don't know what his deal is, but he too, like when you took the photo, the look on their faces, you know, she was just so unpleasant a moment ago. And then she looked like the brightest person in the world in this photo, very fake looking smile. And the guy did the same thing. And then they continue to take some photos and they just walk off. Um, and We've tried to find this photo on Instagram. We've failed so far. I assume that she'll be tagging the cathedral uh, with this lovely photo she's taking with her man. Uh, But fortunately, uh, there was a very normal person that heard this whole interaction. She's laughing and she comes up to us and she says... Hey, like you know, I, I don't mind taking the photo for you all, and I was like, awesome, that's so great. Would you like us to take a photo of you? She was like, absolutely, that'd be awesome. It, we're saying this all in front of that couple too, just kind of the mock them.
1: And I loved it because she was so in sync with you that it was yeah. just like a public mocking of the, yes. what just happened and like what would be the normal real interaction that would happen between. That, that was hilarious. Her.
2: She was she was completely on the same page with us. Yeah, like she, she had was, seen the she, whole entire thing. She saw thing. what
0: happened, and the thing is, she's like, yeah, like we all would have been like, what the hell if like they we saw the picture just without any of this other backstory but the fact that they were just so rude beforehand and just like really ridiculous about the whole situation a very normal one we all
1: collectively were just like let's show them how it's done there's group hate. I love it. When there's a collective group hate against other individuals. And
0: that might be the only mean person in Montreal. I heard a lot before the trip that we would be, you know, around all these arrogant French people. You know, everyone only speaks French, like primary language. They don't like Americans. Not true. Everyone was so
2: nice. Everyone was I just great. love that quote by Nafis, by the way. I, I quote, I love when there's a collective group hate of other individuals.
1: That, honestly, there is <laughs> something a, to be said there, Nafis. I'm with you. Thank you. And when it comes to just so I do this thing and I think we might have discussed this on other podcasts, but I just wave at people. I point at people, smile uh, for whatever reason. It really gets a laugh out of Charlie. He really enjoys it when I do this. And everyone in Montreal would just reciprocate. And yeah. it was a wonderful feeling to be acknowledged by uh, fellow strangers.
0: Yeah. What Novice is referring to specifically, I think, is whenever he's a passenger in a car, you're just looking around outside the window, someone walking on the sidewalk, a random car next to us. He just gives them a big old hearty smile and waves. Sometimes he winds up his arms in a circular motion, then points it out at them. <laughs> no one ever knows how to respond. Most people hate it in South Florida. But in Montreal, everyone was loving this interaction. So I think that is a, good, uh, a great A-B test of the, the personality of the people in Montreal.
2: That That's one thing that I have to note before we get off of the Montreal topic is <laughs> how nice everybody was. I really yes. want to point that out because I was I was a little bit worried going in because it's primarily French speaking and none of us speak French that people would get annoyed, you know, by by us being tourists or whatever. But it was quite the opposite. Everyone was really, really nice. And uh, that one that that person that we encountered in uh, Notre Dame Basilica. Was definitely a one-off, and they were tourists. Yeah, they were not. They were definitely a tourist.
0: No, and and then what I love too with the collective hate thing is the other people. They might have been locals that helped us out there. You know, like they're more likely to have been locals than tourists. Who knows? But I think that rounds out. You know, there's a lot more we did on a trip. We're not going to talk the whole episode about it, but I think long story short, we highly recommend Montreal. It's a great place to go, especially now. A lot more stuff's opened up with the city. Uh, there's a lot of great things to do. If you have any questions or need recommendations, hit up the podcast, Instagram page. We'll help you out there.
1: And Charlie, I think we've got some follow-ups and some polls from the previous episode. We need to jump into. You're right Doff. We do have a follow-up poll. Uh,
0: so we haven't posted a ton of polls lately, but we did talk about this a little bit on our last podcast. We posted it, right. As we, uh, had the podcast up, which was what age were you when you got your first phone? So for myself, uh, I was between the ages of nine and twelve. Another option was eight or under, thirteen and sixteen, and then seventeen plus. Novus, I know you voted wrong, but what was I your did.
1: what was your real answer? I think I'm like either thirteen to sixteen or seventeen plus. Okay, and Gary, when did you get your first phone?
2: I think I was sixteen.
0: Okay, yeah, that's. A, I think that was so that was actually the within the range of the the highest average. So a lot of people voted in this. Uh, Eight or under just only had 5% of the votes. Uh, Still surprising that anyone got one eight or under. 17 plus only had 7%. Uh, Between the ages of 9 and 12 where I lied, that was 41% of voters. And then between 13 and 16, that was 46%. So interesting to see kind of how it all changed. I think if our audience of the podcast skewed a lot younger, like people in their teens now or something, those answers would be drastically different. You'll probably see a little bit more eight or under or preteen. But still interesting to see, you know, where everyone kind of lied there. Uh, we will have a new poll uh, after this episode. And Gary, it's actually going to be related to something. We did speak about this on our last podcast. We haven't posted it yet. Gary, would you mind going uh, to gmail.com in your web browser and, and opening up an email that we've just forwarded to you? Okay. All right. So in this email, what you're going to see, uh, and this is from our last episode, uh, Almost a year ago now, uh, we hired uh, somebody to uh, on fiverr.com to create podcast art for Noffice and I for not to be technical. Um, Gary, I-, I believe this may be the first time that you're looking at this. Can you give a quick recap of what you see and how you feel about uh, the podcast art that you see
2: here? Yeah, this is this is pretty cool. It's like a uh, cartoon cartoon version of Charlie and Nafis. Nafis has a really full beard and looks like uh, an executive that's up to some really important business. Charlie's like <laughs> taking a selfie in a mirror and Charlie looks like looks he has so a bad. mitten for his right hand. Um, <laughs> I didn't yeah, know. you guys don't really have fingers on a couple of your you hands. You look like you but- like a burn victim
1: and they had to put some fake skin on your hand.
2: Like- also Charlie is is quite a thick boy in this photo I will say. All right, so he's,
1: he's I'm pretty thick too I might add.
0: Gary, I'm shocked that you think this looks cool and you've said such positive things. So <laughs> uh for the audience we'll be posting this with a poll uh very soon here. Uh, you'll be able to see this and we'll have it on Twitter also so you can see the results uh from the past if you don't see it live. But it for an offside was terrible. We sent quite a few different photos of Novice and myself before we knew you were going to join the podcast, Gary, of just like, you know, getting podcast art created. He took essentially two photos of us, put us in the same suits. He added, I would say about 130 pounds to my figure. Oh dude, Charlie uh, and,
2: is looking so happy. And it's, it's terrible. It is the worst podcast say, though, you, art I've ever seen. You don't have like, it's not shown in, in your face and neck area. Like your, your face and neck is still skinny. And you're- then your body is just like really, really wide. Yeah, I don't know why you did though. that. And this was—I feel like Nafis looks pretty good.
0: The office does look good, except I like for the, sitting on a sun. Like yeah, I'm- he's li- no. You're sitting on nothing. You're just literally like it looks like you should be on a chair, and you're not. Somehow your iPad is on a table that doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, it, it's terrible. So we'll share this with the audience so you can all see what we're talking about, and you'll probably understand why we didn't u- utilize this logo. We got a full refund back from this artist who is highly rated on Fiverr. Uh, But that'll be our next poll here. So look out for that shortly.
1: Oh, and we gave this guy feedback too. We gave him all the feedback as to like why we didn't like it and how to improve it. This guy just gave up. He gave up and immediately just gave us our money back.
0: Yeah. I gave like, and it wasn't like crazy feedback. I was like, Hey, like, you know, honestly, we're a little disappointed with the outcome here. We were looking for more X, Y, Z thing. Like I gave really good feedback. It was very specific. It was a lot. It wasn't like, I didn't ask him to do like anything outside of scope. Like we had revisions, like within what we paid him and he just completely (laughs) gave up. It was like, Nope, this was the best I could do. So we'll have a little bit more there Uh, in terms of our follow-ups from marketing updates. Uh, so we still do not have our social media uh, contract work finalized. Again, Nafis and I, we're offering five hundo to whoever can help us create uh, on Canva specifically some templates that we could use on social media. We need some creative minds on this. Uh, please reach out if you're interested. We have a few candidates that we're talking to. Uh, you know, We may finalize that soon, so you better hurry up. And we do have, still, we have a lot of stickers. We've been putting them around in cities. People have been asking for them. We've been giving them out. If you're interested in stickers, hit us up. And we will have a way somewhat soon where you can get stickers yourself on demand. It may be some other merch too. So look out for that. Let's get into some trending tech news. It sounds so much better natural and organic, doesn't it? No, I, I think I
2: do it better. I don't know about that. But and my voice isn't the best right now. Yeah. You gotta it, yeah you're you're getting swag. back into
0: yeah. the swing of things. I get it. But guys, it, we haven't talked about this. I don't think anyone wants to talk about it. I think we just like to neglect that it's happening. But is it seems like there's some type of reche- recession or something terrible has happened in stock market, NFTs, crypto, housing market. Everything's gone to shit. And a lot of people right now, the word recession's coming up. Is there actually a recession coming out like, or, or happening right now? Is that what we're getting into? Uh, And we've talked about Elon Musk a lot, and a lot of CEOs right now are preparing and using that word quite a bit. Elon Musk, for example, this past Thursday said, and these are his words, I'm not summarizing for him. He has a super bad feeling about the economy (laughs) right now, super bad. And he's paused all hiring worldwide. Uh, He also, this past week, got a lot of uh, negative press saying that he does not want any remote work for his workers whatsoever. Uh, You need to have 40 hours in the workplace. Very serious reasons. That's very surprising why. for him. Yeah, it is surprising. And he said only very serious cases that remote work is needed, he will personally review on a person by person basis uh, for a whole company, which sounds ridiculous. Uh, and also that, t- and then he later said Tesla needs to lay off about 10% of their worldwide employees because of what's happening with his super bad feeling with the economy. Uh, and this is not something unique to Elon. A lot of other companies too have started saying, yeah, we're going to need everybody to come back into work, you know, no more remote work, you know, with the pandemic. And then it's later shown that they needed to lay off people because of whatever financial reasons. So it definitely seems like that's something that Elon is doing there. Before we kind of jump into some other things here with some of the other CEOs that have happened, uh, or or CEOs that have said similar things, Gary and Office, like right now, do you think, Elon's super bad feeling. Do you think that it's honestly something that is concerning? Or do you really do think a lot of this stuff uh, is going to be something that maybe is a little bit shorter term? And Gary, I'm looking to you specifically for crypto, because I know that you you're the crypto guy on the show. You know the most about Bitcoin. You had an excellent episode on it. And crypto is looking quite terrible right now, my man.
2: I would not disagree with what Elon says. I think there's probably worse times ahead. Like everything was. Super inflated and including like the housing market has just gotten so insane that I feel like it just has to cool off and come down to earth at some point. So I I wouldn't be surprised if it goes way lower than where we are now, which honestly, like as it relates to crypto, we're down like I don't know a little more than 50% from the all time high, which is not even the drawdown that I experienced when I first got into it. Like I got into it between like 17 and 20 K and it went down to three K, which is like, you know, 80% drawdown. So we might not have seen the worst pain yet. So that's why um, I'm like having gone through that and just like watching my money on paper, like fluctuate that much. (laughs) I guess I just have like a weird Zen feeling about it. Like I, I, I kind of am disconnected because every, like I said before, every dollar I put in, I don't plan to take out for at least five plus years. So I I feel the same way. Gary. I feel
1: very relaxed. It's like the money that I've put in there. It's the same feeling. It's like, if you have the thought that you're not trying to make a quick buck or you're like trying to make some quick spread, then you should be pretty relaxed. If you are trying to do that, then yeah, this is a stressful time to be in. But, um, I mean, I guess if you're a day trader, it, it's not a bad time. I'm constantly looking at my phone and seeing literally within the days like, oh, Bitcoin dropped 5-10%. Oh, it's back up 5-10%. And it's like you're trying to play a risky game. This could be the time, but yeah, it, they- not for me.
0: Yeah, it could definitely be risky there, Gary. I also have a similar Zen approach now. I think I've diversified enough where I didn't put everything into one basket. I still, I don't feel great about the NFTs we bought though in office. Oh the God. Crypto dads <laughs> and crypto
1: moms, uh, you know, those crypto parents were not the move. I'm getting like offers of like 1% of what I bought. <laughs> you <My laughs> need to consider those.
0: But what's interesting. So do you guys remember, um, uh, what do you, how do you, I don't forget how you say their name, uh, the, Or the Winklevoss twins, the ones that like related to the Facebook thing, you know, rich twins. So they have um, a crypto exchange called Gemini that they own. They've also laid off about 10% of their workforce. They say that we're going to hit into a crypto winter right now. Uh, And to your point, Gary, from the all time high of from last November, November 2021, uh, we are down like by I think two trillion dollars in valuation of these digital assets, first November as of today. So if for someone that got into it at the all time high, like, wow, I'm hearing so much about this, like, all right, let's buy some NFTs. You're not doing good right now. Like things are looking bad. Uh, Coinbase too, which is obviously really based on cryptocurrency. They've frozen all of their hiring. Uh, They've also rescinded some accepted job offers they've had from this past month for some higher positions. So a lot of companies are preparing for this or at least using it as a reason. JP Morgan outside of this, they also warned people that they need to brace themselves. There's a hurricane that's about to rock the economy. Uh, And then also Snapchat, too, uh, had probably the most um, sophisticated answer that a macroeconomic environment has deteriorated further and faster than anticipated. And we expect that there will be a $135 billion wipeout across all social media stocks. So, there is a lot of concern at 130 least saying,
1: billion? Oh, gosh 135
0: billion yeah across oh, wow. social media stocks The reason I bring this all up we all know things aren't looking great in the economy recession things are down at least right now But what's very interesting is there's a lot of data out there that doesn't support this If there is a recession right now we shouldn't see that there's been last month just under 400,000 jobs added to the US economy Unemployment rate right now is as very low at And then wage growth, it fell in terms of like the disparity between how much wage is growing year over year. It's actually lessened in terms of being a negative thing towards employers and employees. So these are all things that typically would be against a recession happening, although there's still a lot of things going on. But in the past, when this has happened, you wouldn't see things like that happening in the job market. There's still a lot of money out there that's to be made and jobs being added, so if that starts to go down, that's where I think we really would be in some serious trouble,
1: yeah, but I also think there's just like fact of rising prices across the board, and then I've heard that prices for food are going to skyrocket because there's been droughts in the Midwest, at least in the u s particularly uh among all the other macroeconomic stuff, and whatever the hell's going on in ukraine i'm um not really up to breast as to what is going on in Ukraine, <laughs> Gary. I'm really hoping that
2: uh, you might have some insight here. I, I don't know shit about it, man. I, it's honestly, I stopped looking at Twitter because of because of that. Like, I couldn't handle the news anymore. It was just like m- getting me too down, and yeah. like I had to like take a break from social media, and I think that's helped me a little bit to just unplug from everything a little bit more.
0: Well, you're not alone, Gary. I think uh, just this past week marked about 100 days since uh, that crisis war, what have you, that you'd call between Russia and uh, Ukraine has started. And early on, I think on social media, I was reading, it was something like 24 million mentions per day of the Ukraine conflict. And now we're down to 4 million as of this past week in terms of on social media. So it's an interesting thing to think that there's actually fatigue about this, but it's certainly something that affects the economy. News it's, fatigue, yeah. There's news fatigue on it. We got monkeypox uh, coming up and scaring people too. COVID's rising again. Monkeypox, though, I will say, you know, it's probably it's worse than what we can see. I'm sure, but you know, the the amount I've heard about monkeypox, I would have not expected that as of yesterday, the confirmed U.S. cases of monkeypox lies at only 21. Twenty-one. That's people. what they said
2: about COVID at first, too. Yeah,
0: you're, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So I think maybe that's true, but COVID could be spread a lot easily right now. I know. I
1: know, I know. So now this could be hearsay, but the only reason why I'm sort of interested in this is just because I've heard that like we've got like five confirmed cases in Florida, but um, that these people have not like traveled outside of the U.S. or anything. So like, I don't know how this is even being transferred. Like, how are these people even getting it?
0: Well, they say right now it comes from skin to skin contact or any type of a uh, liquid uh, being exchanged nice. between people. So office, no, I'd have to say that it would be maybe a, you know, exchanging some saliva, maybe some sexual activity uh, that could be spreading the monkeypox. It, it, I would consider it an STD or STI of sorts based on what I've seen. It's not airborne.
2: How uh, do we get on to monkeypox after like talking about the economy and this, all that? This
0: may be affecting the economy. People are scared of things rising up again with COVID and monkeypox, uh, but I it's not so. affecting LeBron I, James, who is now the first billion dollar NBA player uh, evaluation right now for an active smooth player. segue. That's right. You don't care about monkeypox. <laughs> He's now worth a billion dollars, which actually
1: was a, uh, uh, just in amazing. the news cycle this week. Are, are you surprised by this? Nof? I'm not. I've are, always been a longtime fan of LeBron. I didn't know that about you. What was your what team did he play for again? Um, The Heat at one time. And um, and prior to that, the Heat as well. Uh, <laughs> he played there for a couple of years. There was he another worked, team was you, you mentioned with Anonymous. Years. Anonymous, yes.
0: anonymous Lister number one's episode. There was another team you recalled he played for. Oh, that was Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it mixed up. You said he played for the Orlando Magic, Mr. Jordan. Yeah. But we do have two more pieces of trending tech we want to share with everyone because we thought these were cool. Uh, The first one here. So this is so 3D printing. Have you guys ever 3D printed anything? Had
2: anything 3D printed? I, I have not.
0: Well, especially with the supply chain issues and a lot of things going on within our economy. A lot of people that are adopting this technology, and again, for anyone that doesn't really know much about 3D printing, it is literally, as it sounds, a printer. It's a little bit bigger in nature. Uh, it does print based on whatever material you'll have in there, which would act as the ink, so to speak. Uh, whatever is designed in a, some type of program that would be like an engineering, AutoCAD type thing, uh, and then spit out something. So why we're bringing this up, doctors successfully transplanted for the first time a 3D printed ear that was made from someone's own human cells back onto their ear uh, to help them with a rare ear deformity that they have. And it was successful. It's amazing that this type of thing could happen right now. You can literally print a human ear, a whole ass ear, put it on someone's body using their own human cells to generate it. So this has been achieved. It's, It's part of the first clinical trial of this type of technology and the success or, The fact that it was successful is a major step for 3D printing.
1: I'm just kind of interested. So, like, so I'm I'm assuming they use some sort of stem cells, which I'm sure none of us know how this works and how to build an ear. But I'm just wondering what they did before this. You know, like, if somebody (laughs) needed an ear, they just take somebody else's ear and just kind of glue it on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The office. um, I think that there may be a little bit more than that, but. I think effectively to summarize, sure. Yes. That's what they used to do. Do do
2: you know from the article, whether this is just like aesthetic or if it's a functional ear that the person couldn't hear before and now they can, or like, like,
1: I believe it's just cosmetic because it's from a rare ear deformity. So if they used to have to wear glasses, it's much easier for them these days. Got it. Okay. So the condition that they have is called <laughs> just micro... just
2: over that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just gloss. I was like, yep, I don't care. Microtia, uh, about 1500 babies in the US are born with it each year. So this transplant helps someone where they have this condition where one or both ears are underdeveloped or missing entirely. So how, if the ear was missing entirely for this individual, but at least part of it was. So I would think that this was really something more that was cosmetic because it's right. a deformity. Yeah. Not I mean, like, even
2: still. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That yeah, is so really insane. The, and here, to answer our
0: earlier question, how does this was done before? They actually didn't pull out the Elmers and glue on someone else's ear. Uh, most patients <laughs> prior, uh, they would have it re- reconstructed from rib grafts or other sent. Synthetic like ah, okay. materials, uh, but instead, this one takes a biopsy from the actual patient's existing ear. It pulls out some of the cartilage cells. They then grow them separately, and then wow. they use that in the 3D printer to print out the ear. So it's it's crazy stuff that we're able to do because the ear is specifically. Why they use this is one of the first ones. It regenerate. It ear naturally regenerates some cartilage over the patient's lifetimes when you're doing it this way. So it's less likely to be rejected as a transplant. Wow, that's amazing. So 3D printing in general, uh, it's being used more and more, not just for something amazing like this, like a transplant. If you think about a new product or something within like a, a product's lifetime, and you need to test something, imagine you, you make this whole prototype as an engineer of a, a new product. You send it out to the factory, you get test ones created, you get it back. Oh no, we we engineered this wrong. Like This doesn't function properly. We have to recall this. You could literally just 3D print shit now and test it out on the fly before you do something that, you know, may need to be At a grand scale. And
1: especially when you think of like more like industrial manufacturing, like a a, a factory is going to have all these different specialized machines where you can have just one machine that's going to replace a dozen of them to create whatever you need to create.
0: Yeah, it really is incredible. And I think it's something that we're going to hear about a lot more as the technology is utilized more. And I did see a quote too. So uh, there are some percentages here where like, you know, 57% of recent adopters agree that this has solved their supply chain issues. Uh, And 72% of respondents agreed that 3D printing in the survey that was sent out is going to be a requirement and a staple for all manufacturing engineering departments globally within the next five years. Uh, And there was one quote from this study that I wanted to pull out that I thought was very interesting. Uh, The quote comes from Kat Ermont. She is the lead prototype tech at Peloton. I included a photo of her uh, here for the host in our uh, agenda here because she also has a nose piercing. And I feel like if you're an engineer with a nose piercing, uh, I trust you more. I just feel like you're edgy. You know what you're doing. You're creative. Do you guys agree with that or no?
1: I didn't notice the nose piercing. I had to zoom in a little bit. But yeah, I trust. Yeah. Yeah, I would
2: agree. You you are to be taken seriously. That's you're right. You, you're creative. Things. You're stylish. You're smart,
0: and you're to be taken seriously here. But her quote said, "3D printing is like the real life undo button. It allows me to be more courageous with my design, model something out in CAD, imagine the possibilities, and actually iterate it with more confidence." So that really is something that's huge for supply chain issues. I'm inspired. I'm inspired too. I I need to 3D print something. I don't know what, but. If there's a real life undo button, I mean, I need that ASAP. But we do have one more piece of trending tech news, way more important than 3D printing in here. Uh, Gary, you'd be very pleased to hear this. Instagram has increased the character count for username handles to 64 characters. It was in the 30s before. I think it was like 30 or 32. So you could make yours like Gary R. Man, podcaster. Super obnoxious
2: yeah, and long. I probably could have done that before, but that's so <laughs> no, it was 32 no, that before it, Now it's that, 64. That, ca- that's less than 32 characters, isn't it? Gary are.
0: I, you might, I don't know. Actually, that's a good He's point. Right. I yeah, feel yeah, like it is. But yeah, six. Sorry. Who the hell would 64
2: example. characters in the, in their name. That's insane. And like, what, Is there a reason for this? I'm not sure what, a problem? It's kind of ridiculous.
1: I'm not sure what the reason is for Imagine this. Imagine typing that in, trying to find something.
0: Yeah. And then like, if there was like things that were closely related somehow 64 characters, that's a nightmare to type them all in perfectly. Were the,
2: were the spam bots running out of uh, usernames to use on Instagram? Like, I feel like every time I open like the comments on Instagram, it's like a bunch of big titty, like spam bots saying big like, check out spam. my page.
1: <laughs> I, I, I like that I, you're I, going to check how big their titties are. You're like, ah, yes, it's another big titty one. Well, no, you, know, you can the, literally,
2: you can, you don't even have to, ch- I, yeah, I get you can what just, just saying, see it Gary. right from the profile photo.
1: Yeah,
0: Gary's not like investigating.
1: Jordan. Are they big? Are they small? Though no, he's—I don't know—with his investigations of dislikes and likes, you know, <laughs> oh, I, God. I can't put it past Gary. That's a
2: whole other discussion. Yeah. But I is, think—is that not a thing, though? Like, no. I feel like there's an inordinate amount of spam on oh, yeah, Instagram. Oh, it is. A thing. Oh, it's, it's certainly like, a thing. like, 100% like a thing. none of it is like real people. It feels like. Yeah,
0: maybe if you didn't download so many apps, Gary, you wouldn't get spam accounts on Instagram. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think that's fair. But- <laughs> That that was a little below the belt, Charlie. All right. Below the belt's very strong for what I just said. But
0: anyways, uh, Instagram, I think, has a more impactful, I don't know if pause is right, but a more impactful uh, thing that they've done where now on their feeds, if there's an Amber Alert in your area uh, for a missing child, it'll then show up on the Instagram feed as you're on there.
1: Oh, wow. That's way better than what we We currently do, which is is blow your phone up with the loudest, most obnoxious noise. (laughs) I don't know if this is terrible of me, but I've turned that off and I still have the noise come up. And is that bad of me that I get annoyed?
0: Um, Well, Daphis, you're in good company, at least with me, because, um, you know, I'm just going to say it. I have disabled Amber Alerts on my phone, Um, not because I don't care, not because I don't think they're important. Um, It's because of that noise that you just mentioned. I don't mind a silent notification. I haven't figured out if there's a way to do a silent notification. There probably is. I'm not sure, but I haven't found it yet. So I just have them all disabled. So this is great for someone like me that could probably check Instagram and see this and then actually be aware of it. I think it's a good thing they're doing, but I don't I don't think you're an asshole in office. Thanks. I think they just need a better way to do this. Maybe we'll pull this. If Are you an <laughs> asshole if you disable Amber <laughs> Alert on your phone? That's a good pull. Yeah, no, I, 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 Harry, I have how about not had...
2: You? Yeah, I haven't disabled it, but only because I didn't know you could do that. So I'm an asshole, too.
0: I guess I'll go disable it after we get off.
2: Yeah, after we get off this. Yeah, he immediately pulled out his
0: phone. He checked Game Pigeon. He's like, all right, I got to figure out how to do this. (laughs)
2: Let's see. Amber Alerts.
1: (laughs) He's on it, everyone. Don't worry. Very good. Well, for our new listeners, if you're just tuning in for the first time and you're enjoying the show, please jump on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever floats your boat and give us a five star review. Uh, and if you're not feeling like that and you're not enjoying the show, then reach out to us on Instagram at not to be technical. Shoot us a DM. Wow. Let us know what you're not loving. Potentially, maybe we can do something to improve. Um, or if you just want to engage in general and tell us that you love us or you want to get involved with marketing. Um, shoot us a message. We'll get in contact with you. Uh, or just, uh, again, keep up with polls and any other trending tech that we'll be dropping soon. Hell yeah. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.